I think Benjamin Franklin should have to wake up at 5.45 and watch The Incredibles. That's what I think. (laughs) You're listening to the CXMH Podcast. CXMH is a podcast at the intersection of faith and mental health. Hey, welcome back to the show. My name is Robert Moore, and I am joined, as always, by my co-host, Dr. Holly Oxhandler. Holly, how are you this week? Hey, Robert. I am doing pretty okay. How are you doing this week? <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm doing pretty well. I'm tired, but that's maybe, yeah. I feel like a lot of people are going to say that, you know, so, uh, but I'm yeah. doing pretty well just in this moment here. That's what I'll focus on. And I'm excited to be here talking with you and have had a, a, a pretty good day so far. So that's awesome. Same here. Yeah. It's been a day filled with grading and editing some papers <laughs> and that has been fun. Um, it has, I mean, it is fun when I'm grading to see what my students have learned over the semester. So that's been kind of rejuvenating. Um, but yeah. I guess, um, but yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm totally with you. I'm just being pretty tired these days too. just still kind of healing and coming down from a, a very, a week where we were holding our breaths and uh, just kind of navigating a lot individually and as a country, I think. Yeah, yeah. Yep. I know, you know, uh, we didn't release one last week in relation to kind of coming off of a lot of that election stuff. And when I say mm-hmm. off of, uh, I mean kind of where it seems to be an ongoing thing, but that's all right. You know, that's it is what it is. But we are mm-hmm. now firmly into kind of the second half depending on how you classify it, I guess we're getting there, of November, which Mm -hmm. means we are getting into Thanksgiving season, at least here in the United States, in terms of the holiday, right? The like national holiday of Thanksgiving. Mm -hmm. So I'm curious, right? And I know we have listeners from all over the place. And I don't know if you've ever seen those maps that circulate this time of year that are like, what is the most popular side dish in each state or whatever? Uh, oh my but gosh! What no. is your <laughs> side dish that you love to have for like Thanksgiving? Oh man, that's such a good question. So I have, first of all, I have not seen some map circulating about side dishes. Oh man, but I gotta find it and send it to you. Yeah, that's pretty hilarious. You know, I think for me, it's my mom's her the mashed potatoes that my mom makes. I mean, I love I love pretty much every side except for stuffing. I am one of those folks who stuffing is just not my jam. You know, I will take the, you know, the mashed potatoes and the peas and cranberry sauce, but stuffing is not my favorite. So I just gave you the whole thing <laughs> instead of the one. Uh, to answer your question, though, my mom's mashed potatoes is my favorite. She makes them amazing. Yeah. And I am so sad that it, we are not going to get to enjoy them this year. But my hope is that I will be able to learn how to make them this year. So, you know, yeah. it's never too yeah. late to learn parents' recipes. And so <laughs> I'm yeah. hoping this will be the year. But what about you? What's your favorite? 
funnily enough, based on what you just said, actually, potentially the stuffing, I, I can't remember if we talked about this last year or if you and I have <laughs> talked about this as friends, but growing up, right, like me and my brother each made one dish to help with or whatever, and the, the stuffing was always mm-hmm. mine. And so there's like a particular type of stuffing that I've always made. And it's just like, if there's one thing that is Thanksgiving meal for me, it's that. Because turkey, like you can kind of have turkey other times. I mean, obviously not, you know, carving a turkey. We don't tend to have often or ever. But like mm-hmm. there's no other time in my life that I've eaten stuffing than Thanksgiving. So yeah. it's like the epitome of Thanksgiving to me. That is so funny. Well, this has been fun. I hope you have a great day. We are done. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I hope you all enjoyed CXMH while <laughs> Awesome. Maybe I do. Maybe you have just been having bad stuffing, and maybe you need to try some of the one that I make. Maybe that's the problem. Maybe, sure, yeah. Let's. We will make a plan for that um, after COVID is done. Or you, yeah, we'll do that. There, you go. Oh, there. I love we'll that. hinge our the reparation of our friendship on just accepting that as fact. That's right. That's right. Oh man, now I'm so excited to be eating Thanksgiving dinner. Whew. Well, I'm sorry to get you all riled up like that since uh, obviously this episode comes out not even on the week of Thanksgiving. I know that. (laughs) That's right. We are recording before (laughs) that. So you've got, what, 13 days to go here. So Uh uh, apologies, but you know. That's okay. You're forgiven. (laughs) Thank you. Look at all, we're just working through all sorts of stuff in our relationship. I love it. I know. I love it. Well, that gets us kind of into our topic for today, right? Which is mm-hmm. something that can be a little vague, and it's it's one of these things that I think exists in. There's like a genre of things that, for me, fall into the realm of like sometimes people can recommend them for mental health in ways that are they can be unhelpful, right? If you just like yeah. kind of toss out a list, of these, right? Like well, just go exercise, right? Like that's not helpful, but we also know that exercise does impact mental right. health. So yeah. Uh, so this week we're talking about gratitude kind of um, along the lines of Thanksgiving in terms of being thankful. Mm-hmm. We're going to, I think, set aside some of the uh, cultural aspects of Thanksgiving and just focus on uh, yeah. the idea of giving thanks at kind of its, its purest form. Yeah. Because that's something that we could do at any point, but obviously in theory, at least it's a focus of this this holiday or this mm-hmm. season so what are your if i said holly tell me tell me what are your thoughts on gratitude what would you what would you say hmm. well i i really appreciate how you first uh just articulated that this is something that research has shown can be helpful but it's certainly not something that is um, easily prescriptive or something that is that we would just assume like is good for everybody at all seasons of life and whatever but it's something that we can discern and practice on our own um, I personally love this practice for me this is one of my most sacred daily, I don't know, helpful practices for me, but it is not something that I tell other people, hey, you should do this. I don't, I don't should it onto people. But for me, as I have practiced it and have integrated it into my own life, it has certainly helped me. It has certainly helped promote resilience uh, through difficult times. So, so yeah. when I 
think about gratitude, it it really is kind of taking an assessment of, you know, just paying attention to the things for me that could be easily taken for granted. Um, and it really yeah. runs a, a whole spectrum, but we, we can get into a little bit more of that in a little bit, but I have yeah. warm, fuzzy feelings thinking about gratitude. So what about you? <laughs> Yeah, well, I like that you started to kind of define it there in terms of, you know, paying attention to the things that could easily be taken for granted, right? Mm -hmm. And I was doing a little bit of prep work for this episode, and I found uh, an article that used the definition acknowledging the good things of life. And Mm. I liked that based on its, and people might say that's kind of vague, but I I like that because it doesn't indicate that like we're ignoring the bad things. It's mm-hmm. not, you know, and I, I said earlier, can be used unhelpfully or whatever. And I think mm-hmm. if we say like, well, just look on the bright side or like just be positive, A, I think just is doing a lot of work in that sentence to yeah. mean like that is the only thing you should do. But then also like uh, the idea that we can hold things in tension, right? Like that's mm-hmm. that's something that I talk about with clients a lot is that you can hold two things at once and that everything isn't kind of this like dichotomy right mm-hmm. so i can be thankful that my family is healthy for the most part and grieve the fact that so many people are sick or have died of of covid-19 right like mm-hmm. obviously i can be thankful that i enjoy the the holiday season just fall in general i know we've talked about that and kind of weigh this tension of like, I'm also like massively conflicted about, uh, hey, Thanksgiving isn't going to look the way it is. I'm not going to see all the same people that I always would, right? It's, I think, acknowledging that we can do both of those. Mm-hmm. And, and we're not kind of starting this off by saying like, just be thankful. And yeah, otherwise you're being ungrateful or whatever. Like, I don't, I don't, you know, I think that's where it gets into somewhat of the like unhelpful side. Um, yeah. And so I liked that kind of just the the idea of acknowledging the good things of life because that that leaves room for a realistic view. There are good things, and I'm going to pay attention to those, and there are harder things, and they don't kind of cancel each other out. Yeah. No, that, I mean, that makes perfect sense. I mean, it reminds me so much of, you know, past episodes, like when we had um, Dr. Jesse Fox on talking about spiritual bypassing, and I could totally see how gratitude could easily be woven into a, a tool for spiritual bypassing. But I yeah. think one of the things too that's that also is kind of surfacing with what we're talking about is that, you know, gratitude is something that you can use in like a one-off situation where you just think about it in this one instance. But for me, I really see gratitude as a practice, that it is something that I do on a daily basis and that it's a, a habit that is just woven into my DNA um, that yeah. I'm intentionally engaging in on a regular basis. Again, kind of going back to thinking about ways to promote that resilience, but also, like I had mentioned before, it helps me to see the things that could so easily be taken for granted. So, you know, in our home, we are practicing gratitude for things like, you know, clean water and clean air and a roof over our heads and a warm bed and, you know, access to healthcare and, you know, and just a home period and and loved ones and food in our fridge. And, you know, those are things that for me, practicing gratitude has helped me to wake up to see a lot of those things that I think when we're running about our day, we lose sight of those basic 
those basic needs being met. And for me, the practice of gratitude and recognizing those basic needs and um, feeling gratitude for them, it helps me to see more clearly when perhaps others don't have some of those basic needs met. And it makes me, it motivates me actually to identify ways to ensure that others have these basic needs as well. Like in my line with, you know, thinking about as a social worker, yeah, it really motivates me to be like this. You know, I'm so grateful for these things, and these are things that that everyone um, should have. So, yeah. Anyways, I just don't want to underestimate the you know gratitude. It certainly can be like a one time, you know, sending a thank you card or something like that. But it, I think what we see, especially in the research too, is that cultivating that that practice and and identifying it as a habit that we engage in regularly, I think can be really helpful too. Yeah. And I I do. I, I love that the highlighting there that a lot of these things that seem like people toss them out for, hey, this, will, this is good for mental health and things like that. They are benefits that like accrue over time, right? Like if you weave this in, mm-hmm. this becomes a habit and then there's like small steps and things, right? We talked with in our episode with Dr. Alex Korb a while back, we talked about small changes and how over time they become habits and things like that, right? And they change your brain. And so I think that's a, a good point that we're not suggesting like be thankful, you know, tonight and then you'll just be better or you'll like feel completely fine for it, right? Like obviously we're, we're talking about, hey, mm-hmm. can, we, can these be habits that do grow different parts of us, right? You talked right there about, okay, over time, this helps me to maybe be more present to the things that I do have that grow, like Mm -hmm. strengthen the sense of empathy of like, oh, I'm more aware of other people not having these things. And then also a strength Mm -hmm. of kind of conviction of like, this is going to propel me forwards and help change things, you know, like, Mm -hmm. and all those things are like over time, kind of they, they build and things like that. Mm -hmm. Yep, exactly. Yeah, exactly. This isn't an overnight thing. But I think those each little step does it does help kind of move towards building in this as like a habit um, rather than it just being kind of like a one off, you know. Even though those those one offs they add up, so so don't discount. I'm not discounting those. Well, let's let's shift in. So we're, we've talked a little bit about what gratitude is. Do you want to tell us a little bit about why gratitude is important and what some of the benefits are? Yeah, you know, I think we we were just talking about some of them, right, in terms of changes in your brain and your perspective and things like that, right? I know I'm uh, referencing an article here that I'll I'll include in the show notes, uh, some research out of Berkeley, but, you know, it's a research where they, they had some different groups write thank you letters and, you know, you didn't have to send them and how often you, you wrote them or you wrote something that also kind of process through like the negative things in your life, right? And and they found pretty large mental health, you know, self-evaluated mental health benefits four weeks out, 12 weeks out from the people who uh, wrote thank you notes to other mm-hmm. people, whether they sent them or not. And so this idea of like, okay, I'm focusing on those things. They, they definitely used a higher amount of like we language, which mm-hmm. I, I find interesting as someone who uh, is in, always interested in like, how does kind of social connection play into that. Mm-hmm. But they found them using more positive emotion words just throughout than negative emotion words, which makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, even if they didn't end up sending it, they got 
the benefits, right? And then they just talked about some lasting impacts on the brain that I'm not going to go super far into because I don't, I'm not a, a neuroscientist and we don't have mm. a neuroscientist on like Jerome to, to help us with that. But, you know, some of the things that change in the brain over time in terms of where it naturally focuses or the things that it pays attention to, I mean, we've talked about that before on, on the show, I think about, mm-hmm. you know, how things, again, going back to Dr. Korb's episode, right? Like things that we do over time grow those kind of pathways in our brain. And so paying more attention and, and feeling thankful for something is in itself like a good benefit. And so mm-hmm. um, I know you also have done some reading and research on some benefits of gratitude as well. So what, uh, what do you have that I haven't, I haven't mentioned there? Yeah, no, that's so good. I mean, I I love that article that you were referring to, which, you know, is based on some research from a couple of scholars, uh, Joshua Brown and Joel Wong. But I what I love is that I have looked more closely at some of the research that Dr. Robert Emmons has done around gratitude. When I was back when I was in Houston working with older adults with anxiety and depression and offering some cognitive behavioral therapy to them is really when I started to dive in a little bit more around gratitude and and the ways in which the practice of gratitude is connected to our faith and our spirituality and how this practice um, obviously is also connected to our mental health and what some of the research, particularly that Robert Emmons has done looking at gratitude and its impact on mental health in a positive direction. So we, you know, at that time, I remember we were talking about weaving gratitude within cognitive behavioral therapy because, uh, so for those who are practitioners, or they're familiar with that term, um, for those who are not practitioners, cognitive behavioral therapy is a, a type of treatment that particularly looks at both our thoughts and our behaviors and looks at how those are are working together or or not to be able to address a number of mental health issues and we see it often with anxiety and depression but when you think about the thoughts component gratitude wo- weaves right into that pretty seamlessly and so I really fell in love with the role of gratitude. I, I think that was an important practice for me during a difficult season as well. Um, and so that's probably one of the things that also motivated me to dive into it a little bit more. But Robert Evans has two books where he talks about gratitude quite a bit. One is called Gratitude Works, a 21-day program for creating emotional prosperity. And this book is written for anyone, but it talks about the research that he's done where folks would write down um, like three things they're thankful for each day um, mm. and just to identify like over these three weeks and to identify what impact that had on a number of well-being factors. Um, but that book is so accessible for for anyone to read. And so I actually kind of want to elevate that as a great book if this is something you're interested in to check that out. He also had another book called Thanks, How the New Science of Gratitude Can Make You Happier. That one's much more, I think, researchy, but not not too researchy. I mean, but um, yeah. but I think the first one that Gratitude Works is a great like workbook type of style for someone who's interested in diving into this a little bit more. But I started diving into this kind of back around that time, like 2009, 2008-ish. And then by 2010, 
I had started just thinking, gosh, I should, I really would love to be kind of practicing this outwardly, like as almost with an accountability element. And so around that time, I think um, 09 or, or 2010, I started like posting like one thing I was thankful for each day in November, or it'd be like a picture or I would write something or, but I had this like outward accountability piece to it. And I remember that being really helpful, not only as like a boost for my gratitude practice, but also because, you know, we know that December is a time in which there's a lot of messaging around like us not having enough or we need more Mm. things or we need more, you know, I don't know, whatever the thing is that we need where we aren't enough as we are or with what we have right now. And so I remember the practice of gratitude being so helpful during the month of November so that I could really fill up my well before running into a a marketing overloaded month that December can be. Yeah. Yeah. So that was, that was helpful. Um, But those are, I mean, those are a few things that I think I've been doing for quite a while, but now what you know, I mentioned that Dr. Emmons talks about how writing down three things each day is really, that's kind of the gold standard in some ways when we look at gratitude research, um, where that tends to be what's most often recommended. But for me, I don't necessarily always write down three things every day, but for, for me, what I've done, and for those who, who um, have gotten my emails, I think I've, I've written it about it before, but I pair my gratitude practice at night so that as soon as my head hits the pillow at night, I run through and think of as many things as I possibly can that I'm thankful for. And that not only helps me reflect on the day and feel a sense of feel gratitude, but also then my brain is focusing on the the good that's around me instead of like ruminating on what could have happened that day or what I should have done or or any of that. So yeah. Anyways. It's a bit of a story, but that's how it's kind of shown up in my life. So what about you? Well, I was going to say, I love that. And I know you mentioned partway through there, uh, obviously your research on integrating spirituality and things like that, right? And this is one of the things that I think blends very seamlessly, right? To where like most faith traditions uh, would say uh, to give thanks, right? Mm -hmm. whatever faith tradition that is but obviously our our audience obviously skews like pretty uh, heavily i believe towards like the christian tradition right Mm -hmm. and so there's like like, scriptures that talk about giving thanks and being thankful and stuff like that right and so this is one of those where like hey that overlap is kind of built right in and you don't have to translate right so just to point that out that you know if it for for you looks like just naming it or if it's like this is part of my prayer life being thankful that would obviously fulfill some of the same not requirements but fit within the same category of these habits right so uh, I know I like that you kind of hopped on board whenever we do projects together I don't know if you noticed but I always like break it down into like basic mm-hmm. words so in our little show doc I put what and then how uh, what and then why and then how so in terms of the how, right, like if people, because I think you you transitioned really well into that, right, if people are listening to this and they say like, okay, practice gratitude. Um, I know you talked right there about like just running through as you like right when you get in bed, things that I'm thankful for today, talked about writing down three things each day. 
I know one thing that I have enjoyed previously, and actually it came from a ministry that Brooke and I worked at. Uh, we had the, at our staff meetings, there was a, a jar called the thankful jar. And every Friday at our like Friday staff meeting, there was like slips of paper and there was like a five minute period where, hey, everybody, you know, take a couple moments and write down something that happened this week that like ministry wise or life wise or whatever that we're thankful for. Right. Mm. And then we're done. We could go around, hey, read it out, like, you know, say what it was and then put it in there. And then at the end of each semester the like kind of debrief meeting or whatever, we would pull that jar out and then go back through and read all those things, right? Just as a reminder of like all the the big things along the way, but also the little things, right? I mean, mm-hmm. maybe one of them said, I got coffee with this person and it was great, right? And maybe that's not something that at the end of a semester I'm going to remember, but it's there in the thankful jar. And so like pulling out all these things, right? And so I've often thought about potentially doing something like incorporating something like that mm-hmm. as Gray gets older, just like as a family, right? Or, you know, whatever that, or just by yourself, obviously you could do something like that. But I always thought that that idea was cool because you you do get the week of type thing, but then also kind of the reflective, like what's been happening in the past couple months type thing. Yeah. No, I love that. And I love just even how you were talking about bringing Gray into the mix of this. I think that this is such an important practice to be teaching our kids to, again, not in a way to bypass difficulties, but for them to begin to see all the good that is around them and the things that they can be grateful for. I know we we also do this at I mean, I love the jar. We tried that at one point with the kids, but then to be fully transparent, I did a really – I could not keep up with with <laughs> little sheets of paper for That's some reason. Really but see, I haven't, tried to, I haven't tried to do it in like a normal life setting yet. So maybe that's, you know, maybe that's something that I'll have to experience to to figure out the, the details of. Yes. Well, but hopefully it works out for you. I think it, I think that's one of the other things is that we can all approach this practice in different ways and figure out what works best for each of us. But integrating this with kids is so important. So we do this with the kids too at, at dinner time where we'll, you know, we don't do it every night, but most nights I I would say we go around and think say something that we're thankful for and then this year was the first year where where I, I was saying how practicing gratitude throughout November is really important I took one of Callie's little she's got these little like blank books uh, like lying around where like I had gotten them from her or for her earlier so that she could like write her own little storybooks but I took one of those little books and made it like her little gratitude journal for this month. And we broke it up. So every day she's writing three things that she's thankful for. I mean, and she's eight. So, and she's, she's doing this, but, and my hope is that it ends up being something that she can kind of look back on just like the jar that you're mentioning. And I love that y'all did that in ministry. That's such a great idea. Yeah. What are, I mean, I know right there you talked about incorporating it into like a journaling setting. Cause I know a lot of people do some journaling, there's, you know, the idea of from this research, right, they talked about writing kind of thank you notes, right, so that they were directed towards mm-hmm. another person, whether they ended up sending them or not, the research found that like that didn't actually matter in terms of the benefits for the person. Now, obviously, maybe we say, well, it would be nice for other people to hear it too. So, mm-hmm. you know, maybe there's something there. Uh, but in terms of, you know, you could always write, 
you know, one thank you note a day just on some scratch paper or something towards someone else. And then if you end up sending it, you do. And if you don't, you don't. And, you know, that's fine. But I don't know what, what other ideas in terms of like how we could incorporate gratitude in realistic, sustainable ways, right? Because that's always what we're looking for. Yeah. Well, realistic and sustainable is, I mean, that's like, that is what we need these days, especially, right? Right, um, right. Yeah, but I Don't think I'm going to block off an hour of time and write everything I'm thankful for. I'm not going to do it, and then you're going to feel bad. So don't. No, but that's one, that's you no know, one knock down. I could do that. Yeah, no, 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 no. Yeah, it's yeah. No, I I get it. Yeah, I think. I mean, I think the. I think, like I said, like maybe pairing it at the end of the day. Maybe you just have like a little reminder, kind of next to your bed to remind you, like think of three things that you're thankful for, so that. It's not like another thing you have to do. You're already laying your head down onto the pillow to go to sleep and you can at least be thinking of it or keeping that gratitude journal maybe right next to your your bed to write down at the end of the day or maybe to, to write down as soon as you wake up in the morning. I mean, I know folks who do that too. I think pairing it with meals is a great option. I definitely, I mean, I, I liked you mentioning about, you know, the thank you cards or thank you notes. I think especially that's such a great practice to engage in with our kids um, and to be modeling that for them and teaching them that. Um, again, especially thinking about holidays coming up. Or, you know, I, I know I had mentioned too about, you know, in November, you know, having like posting, you know, something each day or a photo each day. Or I think folks can get creative with whatever it is that's best for them in terms of like, how do you express gratitude? How do you practice gratitude? How can you weave it into something that you're already doing? You know, you're already sending emails to people throughout the day? Like, is there a way that you could weave in gratitude a, a little bit more intentionally instead of just saying like, thank you, have a nice day at the end of your email? You know, maybe you just take yeah. an extra second to say, hey, thank you for doing like this specific thing. I really noticed it and I appreciate it. Like just those those subtle intentional shifts that don't have to be massive changes to your daily behavior, but can just be, you know, it makes me think back to like when um, Jerome Libba had come on and was saying, you know, that three to 5% growth, like, is there like a three to 5% thing you can do to increase right. your engagement and gratitude um, or your practice right. of gratitude? I think that that could be, yeah, yeah helpful. So, yeah. but we would love to see different ideas that y'all have. So for sure, if you start up this practice, I mean, even if you, you know, I've been talking about doing all through, no through November, maybe you just do it just the week of Thanksgiving, you know, with your, your kiddos while, you know, or without with, you know, with your loved ones or, or whatever, but, but just doing it in a way that feels good for you and, and is consistent with, with your day-to-day -day life, maybe just, again, just doing it for the week and just seeing if that helps. Yeah. So, yeah. I, I had a question for you. Yes. How specific, right? Because it's easy to say, you know, I was thinking even as you were mentioning being thankful for other people, but then even in your own practice, right? Like I'm thinking about if I sent you a text message and said, hey, Holly, I'm thankful for you. Or if I was pretty specific, right? If I thought of, hey, Holly, I'm thankful for the way that you're a friend and you're you're there when, you know, I call and you always have some, 
you're always willing to listen, right? Like that's way more specific. Mm -hmm. So obviously like interpersonally, I think that probably makes a big difference. But in your own, here's how I'm being thankful, right? How Mm -hmm. do you try to be pretty specific so that it's not just like, well, every night I'm like, thankful I have a house or I'm, you know, like, or Mm -hmm. do you keep it pretty vague because those are big things to be thankful for? Yeah, that's a really good question. So like taking away the interpersonal piece and just focusing it like on my own individual practice, is that what you're, you sure. mean? Yeah. If we take that part away and say like in your personal one, like how does that, do you find that helpful in thinking about things or is that like, ooh, that's so much pressure. I forget that. Oh gosh, no. I think, I think it's, I think it's even more helpful and meaningful when I'm going through and thinking about specific things that I'm grateful for outside, even even outside of, you know, some of the interpersonal stuff. I think you're right. Like that might make a little bit more sense with the interpersonal piece and those those details. Um, but so so one thing we do as a family, so part of our prayer every meal and then when the kids go to bed, part of our prayer is um, thank you, God, for another day to love and serve. And it's a recognition even just for gratitude that we get another day, that we got to wake up for another, to have another day together. And and then to love and serve is just such a heartbeat within our home in terms of how we are loving others as well of our as well as ourselves and how we are going out and, and serving others even even in this pandemic like we're not obviously going out and doing it as much but are there ways that we are still humbly serving and caring for others um, so that's just woven into every prayer as a family that we have so our kids yeah. they begin their prayer that way so it can be that or you know it can be, as I mentioned, you know, just some of these these gifts that that we have each day, including like our home and and electricity and heat and water, you know, cold cold water, clean water, um, a, a yard to to play in, um, you know, and and it's I think it's good yeah. for us to even stretch in thinking. I mean, that's one of the things I love so much about this practice is I think it forces us to stretch out outside of like the typical like. I'm grateful I have a house. Like, yeah, that's a very real thing to be grateful for. But can I start to see or feel gratitude for a yard or for, mm-hmm. you know, the the plants that are beautiful in our backyard or for the trees that we have, the oxygen that we get from these trees for, you know, some of the the toys that our kids have for the clouds and the sunsets and the sunrises that we get to see. I mean, I think that's one of the gifts of regularly engaging in this practice is that it pushes us beyond some of these things that we typically, I say that with air quotes, you know, typically think that we're grateful (laughs) for, practice gratitude for, but, but moves us to see the gift of a, of how much we really are lucky to to have around us. So I don't know if that answers your question. I'm hoping it does, but yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean there I, wasn't a, you know, it was a open-ended question, so Yeah. Um, but I love that. I love hearing kind of your thought process behind it and and all of that. Yeah. I mean, it's really I mean, like I said, I really feel like this practice of gratitude has been one of the most transformative practices for me because it's just changed how I see everything and and for for good 
again, not in a way that bypasses the hard and I'm not having hard things happen to me where I'm like, well, thank you, God. Like, I'm not, I'm not doing that. Like, I'm human. Okay, <laughs> um, yeah. But I think it has at least helped me get a little bit closer to maybe finding those nuggets of good that you talked about in, you know, in the definition with it being tied to acknowledging the good things of life. I think it helps me to, to identify the good in a meaningful way rather than a, a bypassing way. So, and to, yeah. and to, to, to recognize it and to, to really hold it too and like receive yeah. those gifts. Yeah. Well, I am thankful for, and that sounded sarcastic, but genuinely I'm thankful for the time that we get to spend together recording these episodes and talking about things and for that time today. Oh, I appreciate that. And I am thankful for you too, friend. It is a gift that we get to do this work together. And it's a gift that we, you know, get to connect with our listeners in different ways. And yeah, I'm really grateful. So thank you for being who you are, Robert. It's a gift to know you. Well, you're welcome. Uh, (laughs) That sounded, I don't know, but I didn't know what else to say. So um, (laughs) hey, if you want to connect with Holly, you can find her on any social media at Holly Oxhandler or at hollyoxhandler.com. Is that right? Mm -hmm. I don't have it. Yes, it is. Good job. I I say it enough, but it's okay. You're good. Words. If you want to connect with me, you can find me on any social media at Robert Vore or at robert-vore.com. You can find the show, any social media at CXMH Podcast or at cxmhpodcast.com. Or actually right now, you can go to cxmh.org and it redirects you. That's right. Look at you. That's a separate thing. But Holly, any closing thoughts today as we kind of finish up our conversation? Hmm. No, I, I, well, yeah, I would say, A, I am grateful for you. I know I had already said that, but I really mean it. And I know as a two, sometimes it's hard to receive those, but I hope you will receive that. I am grateful for our listeners and the ways in which they are showing up and being their full selves to the best of their ability, especially these days with so much going on. And I would say I'm really holding space for each of our listeners through these next couple of weeks, recognizing that, you know, this is hard navigating the holidays and uh, Thanksgiving in a pandemic. And so, so I, I think I would just end with a closing thought that I'm just, I'm really thinking of our listeners right now, as you discern what is best for you and your loved ones and, you know, just to take good care of you these days. So what about, what about you? Any, any closing thoughts on your end? No, I mean I, I echo all of that. I'm I'm super grateful that I mean that we get to do this every week, and that's made possible by the fact that people listen, that people care about these topics, that they yeah. engage with them, they share them, they you know give us rates and reviews and support and all that. Um, and so I'm obviously very thankful for that and for you that I get to do it with. But I definitely I echo what what you were saying, um, which I think is why I read up front, I wanted to be really clear that, that it's not a kind of canceling out thing because I know that the, this year is uh, wildly complicated with determine like what is best, right? Like, is it best to not see my family, which has like a very real social and and emotional toll or 
the the physical obviously risks or you know what all those types of things and so you know I, I think holding room for for those things in tension with any type of gratitude and whatnot but you know we we understand if you're listening uh, both of us are, mm-hmm. are going through obviously all of that as well and so we definitely understand but yeah I hope that everyone's taking care of themselves as best as possible and each other um, and well, hope you have as good a holiday chunk here as, mm-hmm. as 20 allows I suppose Thanks for listening to the CXMH podcast. Want to score some major brownie points? Leave us five stars and an honest review on iTunes. Follow us on social media at CXMH podcast and email us with questions, comments, and interview requests at CXMH podcast at gmail.com. A final note. If you're in a dark place today, struggling with suicidal thoughts, you are not alone. Professional help is available 24-7 at 1-800-273-8255.